Cowie. You love me. You just don't know you love me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything to do with the world of music, and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Kerry. I'm Nora Germain. I'm a drummer turned comedy singer-songwriter. I'm a violinist. And apparently we are now both podcasters. And you're going to hear us chat to many different people. More often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within. Arguably the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free. Each and every week on scottcarry.com, on Stitcher Radio, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Audioboom. So please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Let them know what's going on over here. But for now, enjoy the show. We managed to get through our intro there without making some horrendous mistakes, but that was the first time we've done the intro in one take. That's an absolute miracle. That is a miracle, yes. Uh, our levels of professionalism are, are slowly growing. Guest this week on the podcast, Maggie Wheeler. No doubt a lot of you guys will know her better as Janice from Friends, who we've all came to know and love over the years. Now, Maggie is a singer. She more than qualifies for being on a talk music podcast episode for those reasons. She's got her own choir. She's got everything on the go, and we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about her career. And Nora, you must admit, what a legend. Totally. It's really exciting. We haven't had very many actors on, have we? Uh, Is this the first actor that we've had on? Is, isn't it? Maybe, yeah. I think, well... Uh, yeah, there's people that have dabbled in acting. Right. But this person isn't a dabbler. A dabbler, <laughs> she is not. No, she's no. A, she's a fully-fledged actor, actress. By the way, I should really have done my research. Am I right in saying you don't say actress anymore? Really? You don't say actress anymore. What's the deal? Did I read something saying that everybody's an actor now? Oh, I don't know. Um, Let me just refer to one of my sources. Okay. Google. Yeah, please. Right, actor or actress? I've googled it. Right, okay. Um, oh, there's a bunch of debate online. Who gives a shit? Is the answer to that one? Okay. All we need to know is that Maggie is an absolute legend. It's unbelievable getting taught. This is a person that I've grown up watching, and has kept us entertained for so many years. And if you were to pick a favorite moment of Maggie's uh, contribution to Friends, a favorite um, episode or scene that she was in, what springs to mind, Nora? I think there are too many to even point one singular one out. Obviously, I mean, amazing chemistry. Uh, her and Matthew Perry had, obviously, the, the Matthew Perry being Chandler, of course, as everybody knows. But just their relationship throughout the years is just so, so funny, incredibly entertaining. What a legend. So we're going to get the inside scoop about the character of Jaris. We're going to talk about... Uh, her audition process, we're going to talk about all the different episodes that she was involved in, and we're going to talk about her music career, because many people don't know 
but she's a very good singer. That being said, Nora, let's talk a little bit about Nora Germain before we get to the interview. What's been happening in the world of Nora in the last few days and the last week since I've spoken to you? Well, I'm getting ready to record my new album and I am finishing my book and things are coming along over here. So in the new year, I'm going to have some new things to release. I'm really excited. And um, it's all happening on Pledge Music. I've been updating all of my pleasures on all that's going on. And so um, I'm really uh, grateful and excited. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, the new year, it's going to be fun. Do you like space? Space? Aye. Like metaphysical space or like outer space? Outer space, you dick. Yeah. Good on it. Oh, yeah, huge fan. Right, hit me. I'm going to, I've got, so I've got planet frequently asked questions, right? I'm going to hit you with them and we're going to okay. ask five and then when okay. we return for the interview, we'll ask another five. So we're going to leave the audience with a little bit of a cliffhanger. We're going to ask five and we're going to see what you're going to get out of 10, right? So the first five, we're going to, I think everybody gets it, right? You ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. How many planets are there in our solar system? Uh, eight. Boom, well done. One out of one, ladies and gentlemen. What is the smallest planet? Um. Oh, I'm actually not sure. Um. Going to give everybody the inside scoop here. I've got no Let's guess. Uh, Mars. No, it's Mercury. Right. Which one is it? Mercury. Oh, sorry. Right. You know there was a singer named after that planet? The guy for ACDC? Right. Question number three. (laughs) Love that guy. What is the largest planet? The largest one is Jupiter. Well done. Right, so that's two out of three. This is exciting stuff, isn't it? It's great. It is really great. Right. So two out of three so far. I should. Have, I'm. I'm going to take a note of this. Sorry, everybody. The pressure's getting to me, right? I'm going to take a note of this, and a trusty um, envelope if you all must know. So that's two out of three, right? Yep. Here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Which planet is closest to the sun? Which planet is closest to the sun? I used to have them all in order. You know how there's like a thing and you can remember them all in, you know. Which planet is closest to the sun? I, okay, let's just take a total guess. I'm like, really? I actually have no idea. I definitely used to know. Let's say Mercury, but I have no idea. Boom! Three out of four, ladies and gentlemen. She is on is right? a roll. Really? You got it right, sunshine. Right, okay. Wow, that's great. Okay. No. Wow. No. It's question number five. Katra, okay. as the Germans say. Uh-huh. Which planet is farthest away from the sun? Which planet is farthest from the sun? Which planet? um is it uranus it's neptune ladies and gentlemen and that means that it's three out of five and that 
as our cliffhanger to entice you to continue to listen to this shit after we get to the we are past the part that you really tuned in for. It's the interview with Maggie Wheeler right now. Woo! Okay, I am back on the Talk Music Podcast with a very talented and hugely entertaining Maggie Wheeler. Maggie, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so well, and I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Now, of course, this is a music podcast, but you more than qualify for this, because for MD that doesn't know, you've been a singer for many years. Uh, what made you uh, What made you become a singer in the first place? Um, you know, I started singing when I was very young. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be sort of shipped away to summer camp at age seven uh, for two months at a time. And the camp was a camp run by Pete Seeger's brother and uh, sort of a great father of folk music. And, and I was surrounded by wonderful musicians, guitar players, banjo players, dulcimer players, uh, you know, uh, squeeze boxes, just all this incredible folk music. And I, and so that's how I spent every summer of my childhood until I turned 13 or 14. Right, and obviously singing is something that you've kept up to the point where, well, at what stage did you start uh, get involved in the choir and start running that, essentially, if you will? Uh, you know, I, I, I continued to sing uh, throughout my young life in one way or another, joining bands and starting trios and just doing whatever I did, and also as, a, as an actress world there was always music in uh, in my work uh, too and then you know but I feel like uh, the fact that my roots were planted around the campfire uh, there was always something in me that was looking for that experience the experience of really communing with other people around the making of music not just for performance sake and uh, I was a huge fan of the group Sweet Honey and the Rock. I am a huge fan. Uh, and I was, again, fortunate enough to be a participant in the first vocal workshop that was taught by Isai Barnwell, who sang bass for Sweet Honey for many years. And this was now 30-some-odd years ago at a, at a retreat center in upstate New York called the Omega Institute. And uh, she, she was teaching a class called Black Choral and Congregational Singing. And so I became a real student uh, and devotee of her work, and I took many years of classes with her. And, uh, and out of that, we formed an a cappella uh, quintet in New York called Sons and Daughters. And when I moved out to Los Angeles, because uh, I had a, a film that was opening, I left the I left my 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 singing family, and I was out here living my life, wandering around, feeling this you know this emptiness, and uh, I decided to teach, and so I started doing vocal workshops once a month. My husband is an artist, and uh, and and in the beginning of our marriage, he was showing in a particular gallery, and his gallerist was generous enough to let me use the space once a month. So anyway, I did big workshops uh, for for many many years, and then eleven years ago, I started the Golden Bridge Community Choir with my co-director Emil Hassan Dyer, and uh, uh, we both are graduates of something called the Community Choir Leadership Training, which takes place in Victoria, in Canada, and uh, and and that has just been an incredible incredible journey amazing so let's talk about some of the music that you like as well as some of the folk influences that you've got um some modern music what are you into these days what are you listening to in the iphone ipod what's going on <laughs> uh, well, I have to say, I'm a real roots music kind of lover, and so I, I listen to a lot of African music, I listen to a lot of acapella music, I listen to a lot of 
Um, I, I'm currently just mad for a, a Vancouver-based artist by the name of Coco Love Alcorn, and she is fantastic. And we are singing two of her songs in our in our choir concert, uh, which happens in two weeks. And uh, we're singing a song called "The River" and a song called "Good News." Both Coco Love Alcorn. Um, I'm I'm mad for the sister duo of Rising Appalachia. They sing some extraordinary music. So um, it's very eclectic and crazy. Now, is there anybody that's been involved in your choir that comes along and are thrilled to bits that they are being taught by someone who they've watched on TV for many years and someone that they've seen in a very different context indeed? Uh, does that it's look a good? It's a good question. You know, sometimes people join the choir and it takes them quite a long time to figure it out. And then somebody will tap them or they'll hear something and it just kind of shocks them because really I'm such a hippie at heart. And so there I am barefoot running around, you know, teaching five parts of harmony with my hair sticking out in every direction, you know. And sometimes it does take people, you know, it's taken people as much as a year to suddenly realize and say, oh, my God, you know, I I watched Friends all the way through this part of my life or that part of my life. And, uh, yeah, and I think I guess some of them come in knowing. Well, I think that's testament to your acting skills because as I'm talking to you at the moment, I am I, I'm very, very impressed just with the person that I've seen for so many years uh, on the TV. Uh, very, very different. And I, I like the fact that you're a hippie at heart and you're into folk music and you're into acapella and African music. It's astounding. And I never would have pictured that. But of course, um, who would, right? So yeah. let's let's talk about the, the, the show that you were on that obviously became quite successful. <laughs> <Being friends. laughs> oh, that's okay. um, Let's talk about when did you hear about the audition? How did it all come about? Um, you know, I I had done the first season of Ellen DeGeneres' uh, uh, sitcom. So at that time, it was called These Friends of Mine. And uh, and there was, a, there was a big shakedown on that project. And they started firing people right and left. And I was the first person that they fired. And so I was devastated. I'd never really been, I'd never been fired. And I just thought, oh my God, I'm never going to recover from this. You know, how do you recover? How do you go out in the sunshine and show your face in Hollywood when you've been fired from this show, which everybody knew Ellen was going to be a massive success. Uh, but this show when in, in, in its original, um, uh, iteration it had some problems and they were trying to work it all out anyway as you as, as anybody who's watched Ellen's career knows that show went on and went on and they, you know there were many different sort of cast changes along the way but it still was a huge success uh, so anyway there I was tail between my legs kind of marching off and hiding in dark corners thinking god you know how do I how do I face the day and this audition came across my desk and uh, it really was just one page of, of dialogue or two. And, and it just said at the top, fast-talking New Yorker. Nobody knew anything about Friends at the time. It, it hadn't aired. Um, I think my first episode was maybe the third episode or the fourth episode of the series. So, you know, it was, a, it was just an audition. The one thing I did know is that the creators of the show, I had worked with them before because I did an episode of an HBO show called Dream On that was their show, Marta Kaufman, David Crane, and Kevin Bright. Uh, and so, I, you know, they knew my work. That's all I knew. But anyway, I... I was so, in a way, liberated by the fact that I had been fired from this job. You know, after I got over the, you know, the pain and the agony, I felt very free. And so there I saw this thing. It said, Fast Talking New Yorker. And I thought, well, look, you know, I know a lot of things <laughs> and like the back of my hand. And one of the things I know, like the back of my hand is fast talking New Yorkers because that's where I grew up and, and that's what I you know, grew up around. So there was no question about how I was going to audition for that. 
and I went in and I did it and and you know the rest is history sorry Maggie I'm just in my element there you just give me Janice impressions just right in front of me absolutely amazing did so, I check you for a moment it was great um now so you go along you you get the part um I've got to ask you this did you perceive that it was going to um that the whole show was going to go on to have the success that it have was there an inclination at all what do you think well, I tell you, the only thing I did know, you know, having come from one show where there was a lot of, um, you know, uh, there was a, there were there was a lot of kind of there were a lot of unsettled pieces on the uh, on Ellen's show, uh, and to walk onto that set and feel the camaraderie and the uh, you know just the kind of organic connection that everyone had, and not not just the actors because you know on the Ellen show we all we all related to each other beautifully but but you know there was some other stuff that was going on that was very jangly but when i when i arrived on this friend set it was just you know from top to bottom everything worked and it was a great environment in which to make comedy because there was a lot of uh respect for the actors a lot of room for us to express our opinions and uh and to try things and it you know you, it doesn't get better than that so that's the one thing i was very clear about from the minute i set foot on that set you know these guys were having fun and uh, and it showed. Uh, from yeah. somebody that doesn't know pretty much anything about acting, I can still I still identify that as just a real casting triumph, right? Like you yes. said, from top to bottom, just brilliant. I want to talk to you about Matthew Perry. Um, an episode I watched a couple of days ago uh, that just happened to be on. It got me really excited because I knew I was going to be talking to yourself. Is the one where Janice cheats on Chandler and he it was Joey that discovers um you know the one right yes, of course I was my, ex, my husband yeah yeah and um <laughs> and Janice is saying why are it when Chandler's confronting her in a very immature way and why are your eyes so big and he's saying I don't know you tell me just brilliant <laughs> but the, the chemistry um that, that you guys had is unbelievable what was it like working with Matthew Perry on a day-to-day -day basis that, you know, it was great to work with Matthew. I loved every minute of it. We had so much fun together and he enjoyed, you know, working with me and he enjoyed the character, just the dynamics that that particular storyline provided for him. That episode that you're talking about was very funny because we had done, that's the scene where, 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 where Janice blows into the paper bag, yes, right? Because yes. I become hysterical. So, so we had, you know, the, the gag was that there was a receipt in the paper bag and then I would inhale it and then spit it out. And so um, I can't quite remember how all of this went, but we'd rehearsed it many times. And each time Matthew grabbed the bag, he would just squish it. You know, the, he gets angry at me breathing in and out of the bag and he stops it by just kind of putting his fist on the bag and, and squishing it. But on the night that we performed it and we filmed it, he grabbed it. And you know how a paper bag can pop if you if you do that. And so anyway, it made a, a very big noise and it just surprised both of us. And I was literally hiding inside the bag because I was laughing so hard at the fact that he had popped the bag with such force. Anyway, we really had fun together. I'm just going to say this as it's popped into my head. One of my favorite bits as well. What is it? Let me get this right. Is it 21 Yemen Road? Yemen? Do you remember that? 15. 15 Yemen Road, Scott. It's 15. <laughs> that's just absolutely brilliant because it's just such a good scene and he's trying to get rid of janice right the whole thing it's just so well done and like i said you appreciate it at the time but looking back on it years later it's it's just so so well done and, and very well written 
Yeah, it's one of my favorite scenes, actually. That was one of my favorite lines to say. 15 Yemen Road, Yemen. <laughs> and then he ends up paying for the flight and everything. Oh, brilliant. Let's give us some more of your, what, what memories spring to mind then throughout that show? Uh, some, some scenes. Is, it, is there anything else with the, the Yemen Road, the Yemen, the paper bag? What else springs to mind when you look back in that? So oh, gosh, you know, they, they wrote me so much good material. I mean, every time that script showed up at the door and, you know, the way that the way it works in sitcom land, you know, those guys stay up all night long writing and rewriting and writing and rewriting. And then sometimes, you know, you get the script at one in the morning or two in the morning, but I would hear it hit the hit, you know, I'd hear it hit the door and I would rush out and grab it just to see what they'd done with her. They wrote me so many great scenes. Um, but I loved the I loved the Valentine episode. I love the restaurant scene where she says, you know, she just says how she's cut his face out of all the photographs and she says, you can use them for puppets in your little theater of cruelty i mean i thought that was brilliant <laughs> and uh i don't know so many things so many wonderful Do you remember, moments is the, is the valentine one i don't think it's the same episode the, the one where um uh i think chandler is then seeing monica and they're going to give each other a christmas gift or something like that and chandler's That's- that's another Valentine episode that I'm not actually in, but the tape, the but mix, my voice is on a tape. tape. Yeah. The mixtape mix is just tremendous, you know? And um, and I was, am I right in saying that uh, Janice features on every single series? Um, that's right, yeah. There was one year they didn't bring me in. Right. I, f- I feel like it might have been this. Uh, no, I don't know. It might have been six. I don't know what it was, but anyway, one year that there was no Janice. It was a very sad year. <laughs> and, and, and the ratings dropped. <laughs> the ratings dropped considerably. Um, you, no doubt you get asked about this all the time, and I'm sure the cast are, are probably sick of getting asked this about the, the reunion. Um, first of all, how possible is it at this stage? And secondly, if it were to happen, what would you like to see play out storyline-wise? Oh my gosh, that's a huge question. I don't have an answer for that, Scott. I, I thought I thought I'd take a spin on it because no doubt you'd get asked every day is there going to be a friends reunion. So I thought I'd have my nice little spin on it, which is probably worse <laughs> than the question itself. About just right, what do you want? Reunion. What do I want out of it? <laughs> um, look, I, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know that it's going to happen. I hear lots of rumors every year. You know, something just kind of bubbles up and people start asking. To my knowledge, it's not. Uh, it's not imminent. Mm-hmm. And my husband just walked in the room to get uh, to get something, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. But and 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 I don't know that I've spent any time spinning out what I would love it to be. But believe me, if that phone call came, I would put my leopard on and and I'd be there. <laughs> One last friends related question. I heard the rumor that when the Joey series um, started to come to fruition, did they contact you? Or did you contact them? A couple ideas as to because obviously, as we know. Janice had the relationship with Chandler. Janice had the relationship with Ross as well at one point. It seemed a natural thing to do was to um, have something to do with Joey in that capacity. Um, was there any interest to that at all that we may have seen Janice appear in the Joey show? I wanted to do it, actually. I thought it would be a great idea, and I pitched it to Kevin Bright, and it never happened. I think it would have been, a, I think it was a missed opportunity, personally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. But I'm so. But by the way, I mean what Matt LeBlanc's, uh, um, you know, uh, episode series is so funny. He's such a genius. Yeah. I don't know if you watch it, but it is such a great show. Are you referring to the Joey Show, or has he got a new show that we don't? That oh, don't he know. has a show called Episodes, um, and right. it's hilarious. It's just hilarious. He plays some version of some exaggerated version of, it, of himself, and he, he's brilliant. Right. So I'm assuming you still in touch with the cast then, or uh, Andy involved in the show? 
uh, I, you know, I ran into them from time to time. I ran into Matthew Perry at Starbucks not long ago, and uh, <laughs> I ran into uh, Matt LeBlanc and Lisa Kudrow having lunch in a restaurant. So we do run it. You know, it's it's Hollywood. We run into each other around here. <laughs> absolutely brilliant so um let's talk about the music then you've got a show coming up with the choir what else have you got planned coming up both acting and music wise well um the the choir yeah so i have i i do i do two sessions a year uh and we do two concerts a year and we give the proceeds of our concerts away and currently we're partnering with a woman by the name of uh, louise hogarth who's a documentary filmmaker and our proceeds go to something called the ubuntu orphan bracelet campaign and that helps um several orphanages in south africa um so yeah we have that big show coming up it's called safe harbor for anybody in los angeles go to wanderlusthollywood.com which is uh where we are now at wanderlust and it's our first show at wanderlust and it's a beautiful space and we're really excited about that um so that's happening and then uh i teach every summer at the omega institute in upstate new york uh, where i first started uh following this path uh at the feet of isai barnwell now i teach there um every august so uh, and along with my co-director and so we'll be doing my work my vocal workshop which is called singing in the stream and uh and we also travel and teach that we'll come to scotland and teach you there um and so yeah goldenbridgechoir.com uh, uh, is the website where sort of all of that lives. And uh, and so I'll be teaching at Omega in August. We have this concert, then we have another one coming up in May. Uh, I think I'll be traveling to Duluth in uh, in some part of May to do kind of a, a, a quick residency with another choir there called the Echoes of Peace Choir, and uh, and so yeah, it's and, and I'll be I'll be doing a little bit of teaching at CalArts uh, University in January with some of the acting students. So it's an eclectic life I, I i just was at warner brothers earlier this week resurrecting janice for um for a, a film they made for their advertisers and uh so so my life is a combination of these two things but i love the music work that i do and what you know our mission is to create opportunities for people uh with every level of experience including none at all to come together and experience the, making music and singing in harmony and and feeling connected with one another. And I think the planet needs it more than ever. Well, Maggie, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today. Um, a real thrill getting to talk to yourself and occasionally uh, you going into Janice mode, which is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Um, big, uh, best of luck in the future with everything choir related. We hope to see you at some stage in Scotland, no doubt. And, Thank you. I um, sure would to come there absolutely and i've got one final final question for you do you ever get annoyed with people asking you to do the laugh no i never get annoyed because to 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 have created a character that's brought so much joy and so much laughter to people all over the world is just extraordinary who knew you know i just went into i went in for one episode which turned into 10 years of work and all and now generations and generations of people who've enjoyed the characters so on that note scott <laughs> no i don't get annoyed <laughs> that's what i was after absolutely brilliant maggie thanks very much absolute pleasure thank you so much for being amazing on this podcast and thanks so much for being so entertaining throughout the years thank you so much it's been a pleasure to hang out with you and ladies and gentlemen we are back on the talk music podcast a fantastic interview with maggie wheeler big thanks to maggie she's very very nice um 
it was no problem getting a hold of her and getting her to do the podcast. Um, yeah. So, where were we last? Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. And thanks for giving us so much entertainment throughout the years, as I just said there, too. Anyway, listen, Nora. Yeah. We left the public with a little bit of a cliffhanger. Uh-huh. It was our EastEnders moment. You won't get that reference, but there's a soap over here called EastEnders, right? It's been mm-hmm. running for years. And see, whenever there's a cl- No doubt, like all American soaps, right? When there's a cliffhanger at the end, do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. There's this drum roll. It goes at the end of the EastEnders. It goes doom, 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 doom. And that signifies the end theme of the song. So, uh-huh. so that's when I say it's a little EastEnders moment. You don't need to know that. That's just a little bit of information for you to become accustomed to our culture over here. Anyway, three out of five you have so far, right? So you're doing pretty good. Three out of five, what percentage is that? That's 60, m- which is like a D, which is almost failing, actually. Right, you're almost, so you're not actually doing that well. I'll take that back. So listen, <laughs> you've got an opportunity to redeem yourself, nor is your main, right? Yeah, okay. So I've got a little system here that I'm writing down that will enable me to tell you. Is it more stuff of the planets? Because I'm feeling like a little bit, okay. Right. Here we go. You ready for this one? Okay. Which is the coldest planet? Which is the coldest planet? How about Saturn? No. On average, Neptune is the coldest planet. Okay, well, Saturn is cold because it's got those frozen... I didn't say it wasn't cold. I asked what the coldest was. Well, I'm just saying, at least I didn't name one that was really hot. I would have said the sun. Which? Right. Number six. Okay. Which is the hottest planet? Uh, Venus? Boom! She's back in the game, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're sitting at four out of six. This is gripping stuff. This is really fun. I've messed up my system, but we're four out of six. Right, here we okay, go. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, what? this is, wow, okay. This is gripping. This is getting quite intense here because this is kind of almost a make or break stage. I don't want to put pressure on anyone here, but I'm starting to feel a bit of pressure myself. Here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are the inner planets the inner planets yeah what so how many am i supposed to say um you'll just need to name them i can't give you any sort of clue earth boom that's one right that's one and it's only it's only one mark if you got all of them right so that's Okay, um, Earth, uh, let's say Mars. Boom! Let's see if you get this, this is going to be very impressive. Um, Venus. Boom! Uh, Mercury. Well done! She's very, very good at this. That means there's, right, okay, next question. Okay, that was a hard one. 
what are the outer planets, right? So you know that there's eight. Oh, jeez. You've okay. already named four. So okay, you, that's you were, gonna be you. You were right. So you mentioned that the inner planets were Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars. You got them right, okay? So you now need to name the outer planets. So that's four more. Aye, because there's eight in total. So my my fast math, you've got four more to name. Okay. Um. Saturn. Yep. Jupiter. Uh huh. Uranus. Uh huh. Neptune. Well done. Fucking hell, that was really, really impressive. Right. Nora, you're doing well. Right, so out of nine, you've got six. Woo! One, two, three, four, five, six. So you get six out of, of nine. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Aye. So that was two different questions I asked. What are the inner planets? And I said, what are the outer planets? So therefore, right. uh, we've okay. got six out of nine. So okay. you have the opportunity. You've kind of, you get over 50%. So we want to go for the big one which is 7 out of 10, which would be pretty damn good, right? So that's very, very good, okay? So this is to win the grand prize, right? Okay. Toughest question yet. Okay. Which planet, which planets have rings? How many am I supposed to say? Right, okay. Is that part of the question? I'll give you a clue. There's four, right? Oh, really? There's four with rings? Yep. Holy shite. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to say Saturn. Yep. Then Jupiter. Yep. Oh, is she going to get it? Uh, Uranus? Yep. Have a think, have a think. And maybe Neptune. Well done. That's, uh, I, I'm so impressed I've dropped my pen. Hold on a minute here. Nora's your main. Nora's your main on the Talk Music Podcast, everybody. Unbelievable. Seven out of ten there. And Thank you. I've got something to play for everybody. I didn't want to tell you. Even I didn't tell you because I didn't want to say it, but it's a surprise. I've got a funny feeling I don't know what it is. Really? It's got with the Friends theme, surely. Um, no, actually, it's not that. Although that's a great idea, and I should have done that. But yep. actually, um, over here in America, there's a new Star Wars movie, oh, and it's. It, I'm not. I'm not listening to a Star Wars theme. Oh, okay. On you go, play it, whatever. For all you Trekkie losers out there. No, I'm only kidding. Okay. I love Star Trek. Well, it Star really Wars goes well. with the planetary theme here. I suppose it does. Yep, that'll do. Decent length. Okay. I'm so excited. Are you ready? Help me. Okay.
something I sort of made up. <laughs> uh, thanks to um, Nora Germain for answering all the great questions about the planet. Thank you. That to... was fun. It was fun, and we're going to continue it next week because we're going to have more space talk about space. The talk... Oh, I love space. It's good, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah. Thank you very much to Maggie Wheeler, aka Janice from Friends, that we all know and love. Woo! And we will see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>